Hi, this is Tony Silva. And Charles Wiz. And this is episode 95, Two Teachers Talking. Charles and I get together and talk about teaching. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, gradecraft, a new, parentheses, question mark, way of grading students that um, coming out of the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, uh, uh, guy, teacher there, Professor uh, Barry Fishman. And uh, basic, well, you want to, you want to, you, you want to, Talk about what that is, Charles? Well, I don't know if I want to start off, and I don't know what anything is. <laughs> it's in, yeah, I mean, the reason we're talking about it, right, is it's grading time. grading time, time it's yeah. grading time, yeah. God, don't you hate this time? No, I don't mind you it. Really like, I, I don't mind it at all. I, I like, it gets me, you know, I can, I don't, I don't have to leave the house. I can sit in front of my computer, and I can say that I'm working. And, uh, yeah, get all geeky with the spreadsheets and stuff. So, no, I don't mind it at all. And it means that the end is near, so... um yeah, it's I, I kind of like it. <laughs> well, I mean, I like those parts. What I just really hate is that suddenly, um, you know, my assessment of students turns into a series of numbers. Mm. And, you know, with some of the number of students we teach, and it's so hard to get to know them that it's the only way to go. But sometimes it's just, no, these numbers are not right. This is not the right way to go. And then, you know, you're balancing what the participation scores you do participation scores, by the way? Uh, I have ongoing participation numbers to rely on. So, yeah, it's, it's just toting them up, right? Right. There's, but, yes, participation. Well, for the communication, oral communication classes, yes, I do. Do you also count attendance? No. Um, not really, uh, because that's kind of like double, double dipping it. You know, it's, it's a little bit too much emphasis on that, because if you're getting points for just showing up and you're getting points for speaking then that's mm, it, it dilutes the actual participation i think yeah i i stopped taking attendance because there's always some kind of activity on that class day so yeah. if the student misses it it's as i say you know you They're can't make up a class that, activity yeah. you've already been dinged or you've already gotten credit and i take attendance because it helps me get gets me closer to remembering their names again talking about the numbers right so i take attendance so that they're aware that i'm you know they think that i'm paying attention to whether they're there or not and it also lets me um you know connect faces and names Mm. Yeah, I just think that attendance at the college level doesn't make sense. But I guess for a language class, it really does. But it's built into the grading system. so And it helps me yeah, notice I, if somebody's disappeared or not, right? Right. So Yeah, I was really surprised the other day. I went into a room and uh, there was a teacher. And it's somebody who I really, really like. And uh, it's a very good teacher. And I, th- I went into their classroom. That's right. I went into their classroom because they teach pretty close to say hi, just to you know, do a little you know, con- contact, right? Because their job is so isolated mm. and isolating. And the person was putting in grades by hand. Mm. And well, I, we've talked about this before. And I says, yeah, you asked me if I knew anybody that still did their grades by hand. And I go, oh, hell yeah. A lot, but a, I didn't think I knew anybody. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Is that I thought everybody I knew, and this is a person who likes using computers and has an iPad, and and I. And he, but here was a really nice thing, as I said, "Hey, you know, do you always do attendance and grades by paper and then transfer it, or do you?" And I think I can't. I, I wasn't even listening at this point. I think to their answer, but I said, "You know, let me show you how to put it into a spreadsheet, so that all you have to do is enter the final thing." And the great thing was the person was like, "Oh, please, thank you. Yes." Huh. 
it wasn't resistance. It was just I think somebody hadn't thought about it or huh. hadn't worked it through yet. But hmm. yeah, just um, the idea that people still don't automatically enter their grades, hmm. and especially with something like Google Forms. Whereas, you know, it's really handy and useful for students to be, you know, putting up self-assessment grades mm. and, you know, assessments of other presentations. It's really handy. Mm. But yeah, grades, grades, grades. I really don't like them. Mm. I don't like them very much. And I think because it always makes me think about how poorly I plan things out. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, but that's but that's useful, too, though. I, I, I think... Um, Not denying that. Yeah, because it's... Cause it's uh, it gets me a chance to it makes forces me to uh, look at exactly how I'm what I'm grading on how I'm grading the students, but it also helps me um, see ho hopefully um, what they have learned and, and and what they haven't right so it's kind of so I'm grading them but I'm also kind of grading myself mm. and uh, I I kind of value that feedback it it helps me. Well, I think that's the major value, honestly, right? Is that it's a kind of feedback for mm. me. And I like that, you know, assessing how I've done that. But I think we've talked about this before, how I've wanted to change my grading system to like an ABC system. Yes. yes in yes. terms of attendance. And um, I keep mentioning this. And every time I mention it to like, not the, you know, the people who are in charge, everybody goes, that's a great idea, but you can't do that. Hmm. Right. It's just everybody's like you're going to get into so much trouble because it defeats the entire system of the university, which is based on attendance. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have attendance policies at our schools. Mm -hmm. We don't have performance policies, right, mm -hmm. <laughs> in terms of what students have to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But we do have attendance policies almost at every school. Mm -hmm. So I have to figure maybe what it might work out. I don't know. I don't know. But which kind of leads us into this grade craft. Sure. Yeah. Which is um, which you saw really that we haven't explained yet. <laughs> which we haven't explained. Which I was just trying to segue to. Mm. But how did it come about? Did I? It, you said, I find you it sent me. You, you, you found it. And you sent me the article. Yeah, I'm trying to think how I, I found it. You know, I just do so much drifting around mm. the internet. I think it probably. You know, it it sounds like something that would come from the Atlantic, doesn't it? It has that feeling of innovative education somebody's doing something so uh i don't know how what's the best way to explain it grade craft is a combination of someone trying to figure out how to improve the grading system at america at his, their american university classes by combining gamification student independence student choice and decision-making and what activities they want and self-responsibility into a system that the teacher can use for issuing grades. Hmm. Would you say that's a rough sketch of it? Well, I, the, w the way I looked at it, what, my thing is, is it was he's, he's gamifying grades. Right. Hmm. Yeah, so I just tacked that on to, to, to your explanation. You're very but good. I think I said that at the beginning that oh. it's gamification, uh, I, didn't I? I, I, I might have yawned or something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I'm, I'm really, really used to that. You know, nobody paying attention to me. <laughs> I'm a teacher. We, we all are, aren't we? 
Yeah. Right, and I'm in a family, so we get used to not being paid attention to. But right, it's the the idea is, but it's not just gamification, but I think it's the manner in which everything's put together. And uh, we have the links to the website so that people can go oh yeah yeah it's it's, it's it's us news and uh with, with your article that you sent me was uh, from us news i don't know if it appeared somewhere else uh first and uh the guy is barry fishman and it's uh university of michigan ann arbor um but yeah i yeah and i had some issues with it i, I, I it was interesting it's interesting but i i just see i have some issues well, let's go through the interesting things first, okay? Good. So, what was interesting for you? Um, it was interesting because it. I think the. the, the I think that the big point of it is that it. Uh, it's. Uh, it's a motivator for students. So, for for the. <clears throat> again, it's hard to sidestep the issues here, but for his students, for their students, for the University of Michigan students. Um, it uh, was. It seems to be a, a motivator. It seems to increase student motivation, and that's what was interesting. It's a, it's a way of uh, putting the grading system into a loop that is um, in keeping with their world. Uh, you know, students and computer games and things, so that they are much more likely to work harder. Yes. Okay. That, 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 I'm done. <laughs> ah, and that is your major issue. <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> well. It, it, well, because. Um. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You you talk more about what, what was interesting, and then uh, then I'll start attacking. Well, let's see if I, I'm going to try again to explain it. So, Professor Fisher has created a system whereby the teacher issues points, and one of the key things is according to the site is that students start at zero points mm. right right and i think i said fishman right professor fishman you said fisher i think but fishman fisher fishman fishman yeah. fishman a fisherman okay <laughs> how many uh bobby fisher I, I i can segue for hours on this thank you um I, it's um <laughs> we have sushi for I, lunch i think, I think I, after this huh i well no i think i need to drink more coffee mm. um but the idea that you start from zero, which is against how my students start. Okay. There's no yeah. points, mm -hmm. right? You start sure. from zero, and it's how many points you earn over the semester. That's one point thing. The second thing is, and this is really key, is that the system is completely transparent. Mm -hmm. The students are completely informed of how the system works, and they have access to it, and there's different points available for different activities. So that kind of clarity was very good. Number three, that there are required activities that have to be accomplished, but then students have the freedom to choose other kinds of activities and the numbers of those activities they want to achieve the number of points needed for the grade they want. Mm -hmm. So those things I really like. But what got interesting to me, I mean, in the gamification and the badges, and I like the gamification part to some degree, based on games and how games allow people to retry and redo things. And this is um, from the book, um, What Do Video Games Have to Teach Us, which was a very interesting book about, I think it's like 15 years or 20 years old at this point, about how in games it's built, failure's built in and failure's a good thing. And 
This allows students to do more activities, and if they're not successful at the activity, to redo the activity, and then they can earn badges. And the badges basically is more like, I think, what we would have called a Boy Scout merit badge, or maybe, I don't know about Girl Scouts or anything, because I'm so old, there was Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, but a merit badge was basically a symbol that represented competency in a certain area. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good idea, too, that a student can then show competency because uh, the idea of exit proficiencies, Tony, which we used to use back where we worked together, Mm -hmm. is a similar idea that students have to achieve certain competencies by the end of the term. And that is indicative of how well they've achieved things. So what's interesting is, as far as I can see, is that the grades and the badges or the points are related but are not necessarily 100% connected. So that's an interesting thing that I can look and say, ah, this student got a good grade, but as far as what they achieved or their learning outcomes, I'm not sure. So I like that. But then when I was going through everything and taking a look at it and some of the explanations, what I found really surprising is that um, Professor Fishman or whoever wrote the site suggests that you start with outcomes. And I just thought to myself, uh, are there any teachers planning courses who don't start with outcomes anymore? Does that still exist? And that made me cascade through a whole lot of different thinking, starting to think about some, you know, the people I work with and you know what I see at Japanese universities and how courses are. And I went, oh yeah, that's right. People don't understand. You start with the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that kind of interesting emotional reaction as based on my experience. But overall, I, I really like it. I think a lot of what I do is involved in or what a lot of what I do is similar to what Professor Fishman has suggested. And I like the idea of gamification. And we've talked before about my A course, B course, C course idea, which is somewhat similar. But here I see a way of maybe being able to implement that more easily and more in line with the university guidelines. Hmm. But that's what I like. I mean, student responsibility, I like. Total student responsibility for the grades they earned, I like. I don't know about the amount of workload, how that affects the workload for teachers, though, because you're getting different ideas. And, of course, naturally, it does require a really, really high level of comfort with teaching with online resources. Mm Mm-hmm. And using technology, because otherwise you're just not going to be able to keep track of things. Correct. So there's my, my take on it. Mm. So um, what it did, what I didn't like, well, among the things I didn't like about it was that um, it seemed to award points more on completion of tasks rather than quality of work or and, and this thing, or what they have learned. Um, I don't think that by, by completing it, by grading al- almost exclusively on task completion, um, there isn't much emphasis on the actual learning that's taking, play, taking place. Um, and uh, to quote from, and well, this is, and this is another part of it, um, and, and talking about like, with the students, and his students, you know, again, University of Michigan students are motivated by you know, grades, our students aren't. They don't, most of them, right? I, I have students They're who are, motivated uh, by uh, units. But they, they want to pass. They want to be yes, saved. Yes, they and need so the total number of units. For our students, yeah, they'll do the minimum to pass and then they're gone. Um, and But to quote the article, 
He estimates that he's doling out A's to 80% of his students now yes, compared with 50% yeah. or 60 cents beforehand. So he's giving A's to 80% of the students and he's doing it by emphasizing grades rather than learning. And I got a big problem with that. Both of those. Well, you know, I was going to go to that a little bit later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, because I was looking more at how I would implement it, mm, not in general mm. criticism of how yeah. it's being done there. But now that you mentioned, that's a really good point. And that's an easy thing to fix because you have the students complete the task and they get a percent for completion. But then there's the assessment aspect of it. Right. And I think that's got to be, that's got to be baked in it because you just can't just keep doing things and, you know, just be <laughs> crap um and there has to be and again the whole question of like well what, what does a student learn what, what do they bring to the what level are they what are they what are they able to do when they enter the class what are they able to do when they leave the class um what have they learned um you know if someone has all these companies beforehand well then um they're really not doing anything they're just in get a, getting a grade and they're not really well, learning anything you know, well, how's in, that? in that case There's, right How's that different from the student who comes into our class with a high level of English compared to the other students? They end up getting a high grade. They just do the work. I mean, I get that. I get returning students who take uh, a required English class. They're fluent in English. And I say, look, you know, I don't think you should really take this class. I should. Or why don't we create something, an independent learning experience for you so that you can use this period and improve your English somehow? And it's amazing. Do you know that 90, I think out of the 15 students I've had over the last 10 years, let's say, who have done that, only one has accepted the outside assignment. Hmm. And that just proves your point. Yeah, yeah. Or that they want an easy grade. Every time when I have, you know, returnee students, it's really interesting that way. Well, as maybe as returnees, they've... Okay, yeah. but how's that different from well, don't what you, you've just don't you don't you tweak your expectations of those students and and the work that they do and that you give them and the grade that you give them you don't well, you don't depends. adjust for that you know i i used to and one of the students pointed out to me and said excuse me this is a required class i don't think it's fair for you to adjust my grade and I thought about it, and I have issues with it. And then I thought to myself, okay, let me see if I can see it from their side. I'm an English literature major, and I've done excessive amounts of reading before I've come to this class because I'm a really serious student of English literature. And I've read all the books that we have in the class, and I've read all the criticisms. And should I be graded on a different way than the other students? Now... Me, I think I would have gone in expecting a higher challenge, but if the professor said to me, I'm going to grade you differently, you know, your papers will be graded at a higher standard or a more difficult standard than the other students, I think I would have complained about that. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm just I, saying. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah see, there's two ways to look at it, right? There's You, you can either hmm. grade based on what the student is able to do at a, at a particular point in time, or you can grade them on what they have learned over a period of time. And um, right. you can make arguments, I think, on either for either side of that, I think. I think I used to look at students' base levels, and I would look at how much improvement there, there was. Mm -hmm. And that's what was really the measure. But then once you get up to you know, 150, 200 students mm -hmm. a semester, mm -hmm. that's just... And you're only seeing the students once a week and you're trying to keep track of everybody, it just becomes something impossible. When I was able to work with students three days a week and I really knew them, 
then it was a real it was easy so anyway but going back to that so your criticism of um this program this grade craft i just was wondering how you felt about that so yeah. but, but I, isn't that what the badges like that i understood the badges was a way of measuring learning the badges didn't make it into the article the badge right. yeah so i i read the initial thing a, a while back and I, and I, the, the badge thing is um uh, eluded me because it was not mentioned in the article and I forgot about the badges. But mm. Right. And your point about rewarding completion rather than learning, I think is a very valid point. Mm. But I think you have to have assessment built into it. Yeah, well, it's got to be part of it. I mean, the, qual the quality has okay. got to be somehow assessed. It, it, you can't just base it on it completion and as you said then that really does become like a workload issue for the teacher too right mm. but i think what you would do is you could set the completion of you see i guess i would a certain say, level okay, of quality in order for it to be completed yes okay so if you complete all the assignments you're you're, you're going to get a great uh, a 60 but then again you have a problem where somebody's turning in stuff that just doesn't make any sense right or, you know, for us especially, is the copy-paste problem, right? Hmm. That is the other thing. So, yeah. okay. Well, one of the other issues, but not an issue, but one of the things that I did like about it was um, that, that, he, that he mentioned in the article itself, um, that the de-emphasis on performance uh, encourages risk-taking. Hmm. And so that when they don't when the student doesn't need to worry about whether you know what 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 the, the quality the performance of the quality of what he's doing that he or she can then you know take risks that they might not that he or she might not otherwise take and i think that's a that's a positive thing right because that's what something that i try to do i try really very hard to um overcome you know help them overcome their fear of mistakes and taking that out of the grading thing, out of the grading process, I, I can, can see a benefit in that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking risk-taking is a very important thing, especially for our students. And very, I think very. That involves, and involves choice, trying to do different things. And that's really valuable. Very, very valuable. But I want to, um, just something that I just jogged, my memory just got jogged is I think on his on the website for um, Gradecraft, the gameful peta gameful site, is they do he does talk about getting feedback to students and using rubrics though. Mm -hmm. So I think assessment mm. is included in that. It, it would have to be. It just didn't, it just didn't right. come through in the article. It, would, it has right. to be. Anyway. But yeah, going back, so I just wanted to mention that because I just remembered it. I think and yeah, the risk taking is really good because that's built in with the gamification, which is the importance of failing and understanding that failing and not doing something right is not a death sentence, so to speak. Right, right. That, yeah, so for example, yeah. he, the argument he makes is that, for example, um, yeah, there's a midterm exam and you, and you perform miserably uh, with a midterm exam, then um, you, it... it conventional it's it's almost impossible to make up for that i mean you can, you can do well on the final exam but you, you're still carrying the 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 onus of that of that poor performance on the midterm whereas using his system 
if you fail at one of the tasks, well, it doesn't matter. You can just choose another task and, and make up those points some other way. Yes. And I can see how in our situation, how you're going to get a lot of recycled material from mm, students. Mm, mm. Do you have that same feeling that that's what would happen? Yeah, well, I, I would I would guess that, that you probably wouldn't be able to do the same task again. You have to do something else. That would be right. my assumption. Well, that's what I would do. Um, I wouldn't okay. let them like redo the same thing, just do something differently so that, mm. yeah, they're, they're working a little harder. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think it's the, the downsides are far outweighed by the upsides. But and we can go into it more. But the question that just popped into my mind, Tony, is I mean, could you do you think we, this could be implemented in a Japanese university setting or do you think people would be supportive of it or do you think there'd be a strong reaction against it or do you think people wouldn't care? Well, I think I no, I don't think people would care, and I think I think it's totally doable. And and I think whether it's done at the University of Michigan or whether we're doing it at one of our schools here, the um the whole and, and I you know, I don't want to breeze through to the end of the episode and things, but but it's all about implementation. It's all in the details and how it's implemented and what you know completion means, what the standards are for that are accepted for completion. Um, and how that, how it's, you know, how you bake the whole cake, uh, and and how it's presented. Things, it's it's all in the details. It's all in implementation. And absolutely, it could be done here. Um, uh, I think the, I think the biggest drawback, uh, again, not, not I don't think there's nothing to do with with the system, because I think that I think it's 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 sound and it, it's certainly a way to go. Um, but I, I think it's with our students because right now. For most of our students, um, though, of course, that you know, my my one school, I, I would say that they are very concerned about their grades, maybe overly concerned with their grades. Most still in Japan, grades don't matter. The grade point average is not uh, the be all and end all that it is, like in 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 foreign universities. Um, and uh, yeah, the most most students are just happy just enough to get by, and and they'll they'll, they'll come out and just say it, and you know, they don't basically. Am I safe? That's all. Can I pass? Yeah. <laughs> I always keep forgetting that, that most of my students really don't care about the grades. And they're, they're only one unit courses, and it's not their major, and it's mm -hmm. required classes. It's like us. You know, it took a while until I had gone through school that I realized that graduate schools are only interested in your major classes, your major courses. They're not interested in whether or not, you know, you got a C or a B in calculus if you're a lit major. Sure. Right? Right. And so there was, once that kicked in, there was an unbelievable amount of freedom and I like that, but I always have to remind myself that most students here are really just wanting to graduate mm. in four years and that very few companies are actually looking at their GPAs or grade point averages. Mm. In fact, the whole concept of GPA is a new concept here. Yes. Yeah. It's only, what, five years old that I've really been aware of it? Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the emphasis on it is very, very recent. Yeah. Did, yeah. When you were a but, student, did you have, um, uh, do universities have a pass-fail option on some classes? This is so long ago, Tony, I don't remember. Because mm. we, we did. Because we did. We had Yes, to, yes. You there could elect. Some courses. You could Yes. Non-major classes. Uh, I think that's what it was non-major. It had to be outside your major, and it was basically to, to encourage experimentation and um, you know doing things without fear of hurting your grade point average. Right. So you could explore and you could experiment and you could um, 
do different things. And you, I, we were able to take one class outside of our major per term. I, I was on both quarters and semesters um, I, I, on a pass-fail basis. So, yeah, an English major could take, like for example, uh, astronomy on a, and just get a pass or a fail. So all they got to do is pass. I was an English major and I took astronomy and I got an A. Yeah, well, we, you, you and I are different. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah we're yeah. nerds. We're nerds. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, but, same, 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 same. As, as like, I, I end up kicking myself. Why did I take this on pass fail? I, I know I'm going. I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm going to ace the course anyhow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I remember that there wasn't a problem in the school. I think that there was some pass fails, but the problem was how the grades were interpreted by graduate schools mm. or something, which just contradicts exactly what I said about majors but there was I, I'm, I know I'm contradicting myself but in the back of my head and we're looking at what 40 years ago mm. right that there was some problem about taking a course pass fail that it had some there was some complication to it and but I do remember that I think in the 60s 70s you see Santa Cruz um, in the in the like kind of as a result of the 60s, 70s, and looking at how that could impact education, made all their courses pass-fail. Well, yeah, there was a lot of experimentation back then, those types of things. When Some right. schools, I think, well, I think one of the schools that I was looking at, but I did not go to, the Shimer College, which is a, an offshoot of the University of Chicago, I think maybe they had no grades. Right. I think like Reed College, something mm. like that, where they do portfolio yeah, kind of reports non, or something. Yeah, not non-conventional right. systems and things. It was yeah. it was an interesting time. But I would agree, though. I think that all English classes, required English classes, I would be in support of a, a pass-fail option for that. Mm. You mean like because for I us think, here in Japan, English? Right. Okay, yeah. yes. Okay. Not, not, but, not, not because I know that my students who want to learn just learn. Yeah, they're not. They're students. not. They're not motivated by the grades here. You're absolutely right. They're not, for right. the most part. You know, so like the it basic. would make my life so much easier. That okay, here's what you have to do to pass the class. Mm. I'm only going to be issuing pass or fails. It's really easy. Sixty and above is a, a pass, and then you're you're done. And um, it would make life easier. And the students who want to learn would learn. It would free them up. But that goes back again to I think what game gameful's trying to deal with is trying to allow motivated students to succeed as much as possible or excel and then allowing the students to um who just want to get through get through mm. um, but you know we'd have a real problem if we had something like uh 80% of our students uh passing um with an A with an A yeah. And by the way, there's another problem here, too. Um, did you happen to go to the website and take a look at some of the sample syllabi? I, I did, but it, it's been a while okay. now. Yeah, I was looking at um, course grade conversion, and it works like this. 93 to 95 points is considered an A, I think, at this school, hmm. University of Michigan, perhaps. And in most of my schools, 90 to 100 is an S, which is like an A+, plus. okay? Right, that's that's here, right? You're talking about right yeah. here is ninety to a hundred is an A plus, and eighty to eighty nine is an A, mm -hmm. and seventy to seventy nine is a B, 
and 60 to 69 is a C, right? That's pretty standard for your schools, right? Yes, here. So listen to this. This is how it works. 93 to 95 is an A. Any A 96, 97 is an A plus, I guess. But 90 to 92 is an A minus. 87 to 89 is a B plus, 83 to 86 is a B, 80 to 82 is a B minus, and 77 to 79 is a C plus, where in Japan, 79 would be a B plus. So there's one level of grading lower. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that says something also. So if everybody, if 80% of the students are getting an A, that means that most of the students are somewhere getting a grade of 93 to 95. Uh -huh. Yeah. Now the question again is to see what learning, how much learning is accomplished. You'd have to really run a, um, write a comparison. You'd have one set of students going through the, the gameful approach and then another set of students going through the standard approach where there is a curve and grades and then just compare and see how much more learning gets. Yeah. Uh, takes place. Yeah. So I'd, that'd be an interesting experiment. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of fun, but I don't know. I like the idea of transparency, but is really good. Yes, and that's a, and, and that's one thing that I I think that I could improve a lot. I don't think that I do a very good job of explaining to my students how I evaluate them. I think my my gut tells me that I, I'm. I think I could do a better job. Uh, no, I, let me. I know I can do a better job doing that. Yeah, I think we all can, could. That's the value of rubrics, which are wonderful tools for assignments. Somehow, at my school, some somebody figured out that rubrics should be used to explain final grades, mm. which doesn't you know where you have to list exactly what happens to get an A in the right, class. Right, right. And that doesn't make sense to me because I should be listing what you need to do to get an A or a B or a C for each activity, right? That were each graded assignment. Right. Because Then really the grade the just thing. makes complete sense as it's, yeah, if you earn a 90. So that's, rubrics are really useful. But then again, I did the rubrics and I asked the students, how many of you read the rubric? Oh, no. And then the question becomes how many students are able to read the rubric oh. and understand the rubric, oh. right? This goes back to, this is uh, the apocryphal story. I, I, I've never seen the paper, or I may have seen the paper, but things are so gray and hazy in my memory now, that somebody once went through and actually did a uh, vocabulary analysis of the to the student um, you know the textbooks. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, yeah. The one where it says to the students, yeah, and then yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah, say exactly, to my, I, you, exactly. look, you read that, and you say, listen, if my students could can read this, they don't, this, need, they, they, they don't need the textbook, they and need, they don't need my course. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> if they can do this, they don't need the class. Right, and so the problem then becomes writing rubrics in a simplified form, and there are some students who are not whose English is not at that level, and then I think, oh, I'm not. You're asking me now to write this in Japanese. And sorry, can't be done, or I'm not willing to do it. It's just too much extra work. So, but the people I know who use Moodle, and because that's a secure system, and students can go in and look at their points and what their grades are automatically. That's good. Yeah, I th I, th I like that too. I think I think our LMS, maybe the LMS, the learning management system in my school does it, but it's so ungainly, awkward, and poorly designed, especially on an aesthetic level, that I won't use it. You know, yeah, so. I, yeah, and I, 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 some of my schools have them, some they don't. They're all different, and it's and I, 
I just right. I can't. I just can't. It just not. Yeah. Not what do you, how many systems can you learn? And uh, but I, I am very good at getting students' work back to them promptly. I, they get it back the next week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have. A, I need. I need to work on that. I'm. I'm very good on that. I'm very very good yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This year I was not very good at it. I was. Um, I need to work on that for next year. It's one of my goals. Is get stuff back a lot quicker. And the other the other yeah. thing that I don't do very well is, uh, I have been intentionally, and and, I, and I'm being stu- a stubborn old man with this, um, but I have not like dumbed down my expectations or student assignments or tests and things and you know you know we've talked about this before but the level of students is slipping um demographics etc etc um and so students are able to do less and less but i have not really adjusted my expectations downward enough maybe um so i'm worried that Sometimes the difficulty of the tests that I give them uh, might be impacting their motivation. I might be just dis- un- unintentionally discouraging them rather than I don't. I don't know. We talked about we talked about that uh, that study too. How that was different in, in the United States and then different in Japan, right? Where right. the students here were motivated by like criticism <laughs> and failure, whereas like the American students were demotivated by failure. They just gave up. The the Japanese students. Um, were motivated by the fact that they were not keeping up with their peers. Right. And I'm just waiting um, for that study to be redone and to have completely opposite, opposite results. results. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, how much about it. How about go- it? Right? It's going on so much. Yeah. Now, so often we don't even know what we're doing, but I think that's an interesting point. I mean, and again, the value of something like gameful and, and most for me, at least is that it, I look at it and it forces me to look at how I teach mm. and make me think about things. And it's like we're talking right now and what it does is it makes us reflect on our teaching and look at how we teach and are there different ways for assessment. And one of the things that is clearly mentioned on the Gameful site is also the importance of summative and formative assessments. Mm-hmm. And that you know the ongoing assessment during the semester or during the year with feedback is such an important and valuable thing and anything that's going to increase that anything that's going to help me increase that i'm going to be supportive of or anything that's going to help other professors do that or other educators do that i'm going to be very supportive because i do not like summative assessments i like the ongoing little bits here and there so students can see how they're doing and they can adjust and study more but you know, I, I'm guessing that if I looked at the performance of students in different classes based on whether or not there's an emphasis on formative assessment versus summative assessment, I don't know if there'd be much of a difference. Mm. Because it's, I think it's something you said again. I'm getting the feeling that because students, uh, or we're assuming that students in the United States, where we come from, are far more motivated by grades than the students in Japan. Sure. That... I'm not sure how well this would work and that would you just get students really figuring out what they need to do to get a 60, which would be the minimum score for passing. And would that really happen? Because 
evidence for this is that, or it's a possible form of evidence, type of evidence. In my entire time teaching, only wait, one student has ever complained. No, no student has ever complained about the grade I've issued as a judgment of their ability. And two students have pointed out that I made an error in grading. That they, you know, they sent me an email and said, excuse me, but based on the work I did, I don't think that I could have failed the class. I, I think I made a mistake on the grading or not failing, but giving them a C versus B one time or something. No, no, it was pass versus fail. That's a, yeah. But other than that, no students ever said, hey, I wanted an S. Why did I not get, why did I only get an A? Have you ever had a student come to you and I've not about I, I haven't had a student um, ask about their final grade. I have had a, a, stu a student one student who questioned a grade on a specific assignment that wasn't an error. And I did and there was another student who I, I, I did I made a big mistake. Um, his name was at the top of the list and did and anyway, similar name and it gave him a much lower grade than he deserved and yeah, it was it was my mistake. And he, he contacted me about it, and I said, yes, you're absolutely right, and I'll fix it. Um, and then I had one student a question and a grade on a specific assignment. Like, why, why didn't I get you know, the, the highest grade? And I said, well, because if you look at it, you're supposed to do A, B, and C, and I just, A is not here. And, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. So, but no, right, not, but a, you not had a final your grading grade. criteria. Right. You have clear grading criteria. Yeah. yeah. Right. And even... Uh, Providing that to students. Yeah, but as you said, they don't read it. <laughs> yeah, the only way I got them to force my students to actually read the criteria is Give them a test. <laughs> no, almost, almost. Um, <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? Isn't it great? It's like, no uh -huh. matter what I do, no matter how kind or how nice I am and how supportive I am, check the, you know, the rubrics out, check out the grading criteria. They don't do it. And they say, okay, I'm going to test you on this. And here's the criteria. And suddenly everybody's doing it. It's like, okay, thank you for rewarding me for being strict mm. and punishing me for just being easygoing and nice. But I have, I think I've mentioned this before, that students evaluate their, each other's presentations using Google Forms. Mm-hmm. And that forces them to read the, the criteria and understand them. Mm. That works. So peer assessment, where they have to assess their their peer, like let's say in writing class, they have to assess the other student's paper and then they have to sign off on it. And I say, look, I will be checking, looking at your assessment to see how carefully you have done it and how correctly you've done the assessment. And then I get, again, but that's being a little bit strict, right? Yeah. And a so, lot more work. <laughs> it's a lot more work, and that's why I'm not doing it as often. And but you know, there's a positive thing if you look at the gameful thing. This is this is this is a major saver in times of uh, teacher work. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to you know front load everything by really getting your class organized and putting everything together and getting stuff online. But once you do that, the students are almost on an independent right. study program. Right. Right. So. I'm thinking maybe, I'm wondering if I can try to implement something, but it seems like it's not just a two-month project. No, you, you, yeah, you really kind of got to go down to the foundation and, and build from the bottom up and restructure things. But um, And 
it, and again, it's like details and implementation. That's where the that's where the hard work is. Like it's it's a, it's, a, it's a great idea, nice idea, and especially and, and for me anyway, when I look at it, it's like, and it's and it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing thing. You know, just yes. integrate this as part of something else, right? Um, but it's a it's a yeah, it's 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 got some real value, and you know, and I, I kind we kind maybe you do, I don't know, but I kind of do um, this myself because at al- almost every class um, where, where I think it's where the students care, um, there's always the option um, for them to do additional work to improve their grade. So I often have students come to me at you know like toward the end of the semester. Say, I'm really worried about passing the class. Well, um, yeah, you should be because you know X, Y, and Z. But um, if you want to you know guarantee that you're going to pass, or if you want to raise your grade, I'll give you the option of doing some additional work. Um, yeah, that's extra work for the teacher. But it, there aren't that many students who um, take you know opt for that, right? Yeah, you know, I was thinking while well, you were just explaining that, Tony, that I'm going to implement a new thing in my class, which is all students will be banned after week 12 of coming up to me and saying, I'm worried about passing this class. <laughs> I think I'm going to say that's an automatic fail, mm. right? If um, I had a student on the very last day or one week, it's one week before the semester ends. Mm. They've never said a word in class. Mm. They didn't do anything their midterm was a complete blank paper and i got a email that said hey can i talk with you about (laughs) um, my problems about english and i'm just like are you kidding me are you you know there's the part of me that's just very intolerant and it's like you want to talk a week before the class even though you've missed most of the assignments you haven't participated in the class i've warned you repeatedly I mean, what am I missing here? So, yeah. Well, yeah. I'd be I'd be curious. I'd I'd, I'd want to hear what what the what the kid said. I'd want to hear. So, well, what's what? Yeah, what's going on? I I I'd, I'd be very curious. Well, I I don't I say have, I don't, I don't say I would judge in his favor, his or her favor, but I would be curious. Well, the few things that have been turned in have been obviously plagiarized. Oh, oh, then the the first plagiarism is he's out. That, that, that that's I I, I yeah I, I've 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 tried that, but the person continues to come. You know. I don't. I don't. And, it says you can come. It doesn't matter. You got a zero. That, that's yeah, it. And yeah, I, had, yeah. I had two. But kids I just was. Me- I was just mentioning that I want to do this rule. I think, and it's part of what you were saying about transparency. Mm. Is to do that. But you know, I want to go back again to the gameful thing when you said something that it's not an all or nothing thing. Mm. And I think that's really key. Is that we're beginning to understand now that not one way or another doesn't work. It's a, it's a conglomeration of different successful techniques methods, theories, ideas, and approaches that works. And it seems to me that for a minimum passing grade, this gameful thing would work really well, because that students have to complete all the tasks. Mm-hmm. You right, you do use the system. And that completion of those tasks with a reasonable modicum of, you know, performance level, mm. that's how you get your pass fail. Okay. Yeah. And then the grades, the in, you know, your grade of A, B, or C, or S, or A, B, C, would then be from, let's say, three key assignments. 
I'm just trying to think something like that, right? That so like in a presentation class, students would have three additional, let's say, performance assessments. Mm. And that that would make the difference between whether or not their grade stays at C or whether they go to S, A, B, C. And that gives them a chance to really prepare, put everything together, but and kind of gives you a high stake, but at the same time, low stake situation. Mm. Be interesting to see how that would work. And so uh, in the end, looking at this 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 approach here, it's basically it's because it, 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 but you know what we just talked about is that very different from what you do already? Probably not. And so what this is is really just kind of a a repackaging. It's a uh, marketing. It it changes it from the teacher giving a grade to the students earning getting points or bitcoins or whatever whatever it is you know however you you frame the type of thing so that from the, the student's perspective it looks a little bit different but in reality what they're actually doing and the grades that they're receiving are pretty much six and a half a dozen right am i wrong i don't know i don't i don't know mm. i don't know what do you you really think that it's more of a package I, I, I think it's just I think it's just rapper. I think it's rapper. Um because I I I and I, I get to this this two this this is what I think. Is I think um one, you either grade <clears throat> on what the student has learned, or you grade on what the student is capable of doing, or a combination thereof, right? And most of us it's some kind of some combination somehow we, we put that together. And then we assign a grade, and hopefully your grading algorithm reflects what you think is important about what the students have learned or what they're able to do. Uh, this and, and this system allows, as you said, one of the big benefits of this is it's totally transparent, and it lets the student it puts the students in direct control, much more direct control of, of the grade that they will receive by. They can choose to what which tasks to do and how many to do, etc. Um, yes, and then depending on what you want your grading, what you want your students to do, or what you want your students to learn or be able to do, uh, make sure that your whatever grading system you construct reflects that. But I think there's also the idea of building in failure into the system in the sense of gamification and that failing is not a disaster well I, I, yeah that was one of the things that really I really, really key like because to, failing yes, yes. is built into my grading mm. if a student you know bombs the midterm you know i say okay you'll have a chance to well no that's not true because i for example in my presentation classes all of the midterm and final presentations are given two times over two you know two different classes mm -hmm. so students have they get feedback and then they can redo their presentations writing classes drafts multiple options for drafts um most of my classes i don't have a final test right i think actually it's only at one school right now that i test so I have the opportunity for rebounding built into all my classes, but not in the same way I think that it works in, in Gameful. Yeah, it's, it's... And that's key. Yeah. I think that's key is that this 
you know, look, if we were to make a, any major criticism of the education system we're within, it's just in how perform on the test and, you know, spit out the information and you're going to do well. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't teach any classes that way. <laughs> right. Neither, uh, neither do I, yeah. but I am enveloped. I am surrounded by an education system that has formed my students, shaped them. And it's very hard to break that down. Sure, sure, sure. That's what I mean by that, right? Sure. Of course, you know, and you see the resistance in the students. So it's like, just give me a test where I can memorize sure. and spit it out. Sure, is it going to be on a test? Yeah, exactly. My students would really, you know, That's if I said want. to my students, you have a final project you can do, or you can take a final exam. And let's say I said, okay, your final project would be a 10-minute two-person presentation about um, improving education at the university. And let's say this is um, a middle level class and they're reasonably good English. And I said, okay, or you can take a 100 question multiple test exam. I think most of my students would go for the exam because they can study it exactly. It's the risk is understood. It's how they've been taught to quote, learn. And this is what we're fighting. So if the gameful um, idea can change that and increase the amount of risk taking, then it's a really good thing. But that idea of changing students' attitudes towards failure and fear of failure and risk taking is um, weird. By the way, I want to just, it's something kind of connected to this that came up. You know, I have my students and they're working on their graduation thesis, right? mm. and I have four students, and one of them did this interesting thing about self-perfectionism and how critical the student is about their own work and their own writing. And he found out that as, for in his experiment, that as self-perfectionism increased, production increased, which was completely against his assumption and was counterintuitive to me also. So I think what's happening is that, what I would, the takeaway I have is that we have to account for the higher level students. And I think the gameful thing, mm allows those higher level students mm. to actually learn what they want, mm. go in their direction they want that's perfect. And it allows the less motivated students to achieve the minimum standards or goals or uh, objectives for the class. And maybe it's, you know, I'm just thinking yeah. maybe it is the way to go. Mm. Maybe Get I out have of the to. Way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the lower you know, the, the idea the, of the, getting the, out un, of the student. Un, 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 Unmotivated students, you know, get out of the way so you can focus on the, the students who want to work. You know, that is, Tony, that's that whole ABC attendance thing I was working on, mm, remember? Yeah. And that's getting the unmotivated students say, okay, you've attended your minimum of 10 classes. Do not get in the way of the students who want to really work now. Yeah. I now have one third of the classes to really push my students. And since I can't see that being approved by the university at all, mm. then it strikes me that the gameful idea which is not a new idea. It's, as you say, the idea of turning it into more gamification and transparency and creating a system for it is a good thing. And if I think especially for required classes where students are not distributed by interest. But then again, you know, what am I saying? Yeah, you know, have you ever, I used to teach at one university in their law department, Hogakubu, and I'd say to students, oh, you want to become a lawyer? And they'd go, no. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they're just, they're just. It's the because they said, oh, this, uh, this department has a good reputation. So we always have to remember that there are very different criteria, yeah. different ways of thinking yeah. about what motivates students and why they're in our classes. And most of them are in our classes because they have to be there. 
not because they want to be. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a depressing note. <laughs> well, no, no, yeah. no, but I, I think, yeah, I, I think there's I think something something there. And even if you take this, you know, this, you, you, you know, cotton to the system and you want to incorporate it into your own teaching or not, um, it's always worthwhile to step back and look and see exactly, you know, force you to actually questions like, okay, what is it that I do? You know, what, what am I doing? What, what is it that I expect of the students? What, what do I base my grades on? Um, is it fair? Um, does it, am I doing what I think that I'm doing? You know, cause you, you know, we all have these ideas mm. in our head and, and, and it's, it's always good to, to reflect on that and, and really examine it because, um, a lot of times we're, you know, often, um, sometimes this is a, you know, defeating, you know, self-defeating, we're defeating ourselves. So like asking students to do things that we actually don't want them to do. So for example, here, like, uh, talked about, do we we complain to our students because they don't care what grades they're getting, but do we really want them to think more about grades and what they're learning? That's not what we want either. Um, but how to, you know, first of all, identify what you think your 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 own ideal is in terms of, I you know we talked before about performance or competency um, or in learning and um uh, is what we do, how we grade and what, you know, the tasks that we, you know, use for evaluation, um, do they actually encourage the students to to act in that way or to produce at, at those those particular competencies or tasks? I don't know. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I think that's... I don't know. Those, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess for me, the goal is that the focus is on learning and how well or how accurately does the grade fairly represent uh, to the student their learning in my course. Mm. That's the ideal, right? That the grade is simply a representation that they can look at to see how well they have done in the class. Mm. And my error is oh, spending so much time just focusing on the grading and it detracts from the learning and how much you know i set up learning activities i mean it's it's a great question is to say how much of our time is spent trying to actually figure out how to assess an activity rather than designing good activities hmm. and if something again can cut down on the amount of time we spend having to design the grading system and implement the grading system it allows us to come up with better activities and better sequenced learning experiences for the students that's going to increase learning and that the grading system will reflect that then we've you know what is that the holy grail mm. so that's how i feel but i think you're right that anything that makes us reflect about what we're doing and i would just want to add on that tony that what makes me reflect the most on my teaching is seeing what other people are doing huh yeah. and then right and then thinking about it so this gameful thing i recommend everybody go to go there and take a look at the website uh, gameful. Take a look and see what people say. And also take a look at the sample syllabi that they have just to get some ideas. And um, But even before you, anybody does that, it's just, um, I want to put a plug in here for um, a book called Understanding by Design. Um, it's by Grant Wiggins and a guy, McTighe. And they 
have this interesting idea that you set up your objectives, your learning objectives, and then you create the assessment, second stage, because the assessment informs you as to how that learning is going to be measured. And once you know how the learning is going to be measured, and it's not in a grading system, but just, you know, do we know whether or not the learning has taken place? And, and it looks at the different ways of understanding, transfer of learning, et cetera, synthesis. And then once you do that, then you can design your classes to achieve your goals, because now you have the assessment and the understanding of what's being done. So I think for anyone who's having trouble when they have to design classes or getting a new course and they're not sure what to go, where to go or how to go about it, just start from the end. What do you want your students to learn? So by the end of the class, students will be able to. Um, and I can see how once I get to that point and I can set up some basic rubrics for my assessments, the gameful thing would be a really nice way to go. So maybe I will try it this April. No, let me know how that goes. <laughs> Well, I just, I'm, looking at infra I'm looking at infrastructure. Right, right. Right, and, you know, student privacy, because there's an issue now about having students' student numbers stored um, off campus. Mm. Right? Luckily, everything luckily, I'm not getting um, a, lot, a lot of that. Yeah, well, I'm fortunate because I encrypt everything, mm. and I have a system whereby I doubly, you know, ensure student privacy, so I can do that. But it take it took a lot of it's a lot of work. I remember we were, I remember you were talking about that a while back. Yeah, it's I, just a lot of work. It's just a lot of work, and maybe I'll go back to paper. But I think we're not even allowed to take student papers off campus. Mm. No, I wonder how they handle that with part timers, right? Mm. Yeah, I'm curious uh, about that. Well, I think, you know, at one of the schools, this happened because a, stu um, a professor left some of the, their, the papers on the train or something. And because of that one professor, you know, they thought all oh, students' privacy is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Compromised? Hmm. But I'm trying to figure out if I know some student. I mean, what's it, I mean, I understand if I have your credit card number and expiration date and the code on the back. But I wonder what happens if you have a student's ID number. What, what does that allow you to do? Anyway, according to the Geneva Conventions, collective punishment is um, illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel that there's a lot of collective punishment. So anyway, on that note, what do you think? Time to wrap it up? I think so. I think so. Okay, and we'll have the links to the sites on the our show site, right? Sure. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And which is? Two teachers talking.com. And two teachers talking at gmail.com and everything else. Yes, sir. All right. And Tony, I forgot to say Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, yes. Happy New Year. Yeah. Right. Because we did our last show in December that mm -hmm. went started on January 1st. So. And we're almost done. So. Yes. Another, another, another year. No. It's a wrap. Hmm. Okay, so you have a... a happy grading to you and everybody grading, else Tony. out there. <laughs> okay, happy grading to everybody. Right. See you. All righty. Bye.